Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. A little later in the show, we're going to be joined by John Walsh, who's president of the Downtown Detroit Partnership and former Republican state lawmaker. We're going to have a conversation about conversation, uh, the difficult conversations that uh, we are trying to have in some instances right now, given the bitter divides in this country, but also the trouble that we're having in those conversations. How do we talk to one another in a way that acknowledges our differences without bringing us into conflict? And is it worth even trying to do that in the current culture where we see so many people stooping to the lowest common denominator as a way of getting at the other side? Think of the president of the United States, for instance, and his tweets. How do you respond to that kind of thing uh, in the current time. Uh, John and I uh, have known each other for a long time and have talked about this before. We're going to have a conversation about that conversation uh, a little later in the show. So stay tuned. That'll get started at about half past the hour. Up first, though, Detroit Charter School philanthropist Bob Thompson is putting up $200 million of his own money to inspire colleges to do more to help poor students succeed in college. It's a pretty big story in Crane's Detroit business. Kids who graduate from Thompson's University Prep High Schools and whose families earn less than $65,000 a year are going to be eligible for scholarships funded by Thompson. This is an expansion of an existing program, and Thompson hopes it will prove a model for other efforts. That's where we begin the conversation today and here to talk about what Bob Thompson is up to and how philanthropy is affecting education here in Detroit is Sherry Welch. She is a senior reporter who covers Detroit philanthropy, nonprofits, arts and culture for Crane's Detroit business. Sherry, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning. Yeah. So uh, we should point out that uh, people can go to Crane's Detroit Business to read uh, about your story, to read your story about what Bob Thompson is doing. This is something he talked about last week. I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago at uh, the Detroit Homecoming uh, event uh, that Crane's uh, puts on every year. Uh, First, talk about what Bob Thompson is doing and why he is announcing it now. Well, he is, uh, I'm not sure if he's announcing it, if that's the right word. He and his (laughs) wife like to keep a very low profile, very modest couple, as as wealthy as they are. They are very low key, but they take a very serious approach to philanthropy. Um, You know, Bob Thompson was Crane's Newsmaker of the Year back for 2003. And that was because of the $200 million, you know, offer that he and his wife, Ellen, made to the city of Detroit. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, at that time, You know, the politics, the the environment, uh, that wasn't a welcome gesture. But he and Ellen went ahead and uh, moved on with, um, you know, putting $125 million behind uh, building nine charter schools. And these are high-performing charter schools where 90% of the kids graduate and 90% go on to college from there. So that, that was pretty, you know, significant itself. But then they realized, you know, as Bob said last week, that, you know, you can't just uh, get these kids through high school. You've got to move them into college. And a lot of them don't have the means for college. So Ellen and Bob started to fund scholarships for first university prep charter school kids. And then they broaden it to Detroit kids. And a lot of the Detroit kids are attending uh, the, the Thompson's alma mater, Bowling Green State University in mm-hmm. Ohio. And they are, um, you know, they've been funding uh, these, these uh, scholarships for disadvantaged kids. Well, around 2011, Ellen got wind of, you know, the difficulties that working class families were having making, you know, the ends meet. Uh, These families, as you might know, Stephen, they can't 
qualify for the same sort of financial aid that a low-income family could. But, you know, the cost of uh, education has yeah. not been going down. It's yeah. been going up. So they started uh, funding some scholarships. And to date, you know, between those all of those scholarships programs, they've put about $20 million behind them. And they're going. They're getting ready now to ramp that program up. They've actually ramped it up with with several participating universities, um, and they're set on uh, a thousand kids coming into this program each fall. And they are paying half of the uh, uh, you know four year scholarship for each one of these kids. There's actually a tiered structure. You know, they, there's you know it's from two to four years worth of scholarship depending. But it is the caveat that these are these are aimed at very much at working class families. Yeah. That's where they want to have a very strong impact. Sure, uh, and that it follows, I think, very closely behind the efforts that they've made with UPREP uh, schools around the city. Uh, obviously, they're open to everybody, but but really, they are about uh, these working class families who live in in the city and don't have a whole lot of choice with with education. These are not families that can afford to send their kids uh, to private schools or some cases even you know Catholic schools that cost a lot of money. Uh, I remember when when UPREP started, the idea was these are parents who deserve to 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 have opportunity in front of them as well. Correct. Correct. Um, so in the in the story, Bob Thompson says he says you just can't throw money. You've got to have everyone have skin in the game. The university has to participate. The parents have to participate, and the students have to participate. That's also a familiar theme to people who know about U Prep uh, schools. Yes, he's he's a Thompson's a he, Bob Thompson is a very interesting person from that standpoint. He he looks at you know the um, philanthropy the way he deploys. Um, you know, Ellen is very active as well, his wife, but he's kind of the business guy, of course. And he brings this business sensibility to it. He's very big on accountability. He's very big at knowing, you know, point in time where where different, you know, accounts are. And that's one of the facets of this agreement that the Thompsons have for the Working Families Scholarship Program. They have this uh, in place at three Michigan universities and then their alma mater, Bowling Green State University in Ohio. The three in Michigan are Grand Valley State University, Ferris State University, and Saginaw Valley State University. Uh, They piloted this in 2011 with Grand Valley State University, and they've ramped it up since then. This fall, across those four universities, they're paying for um, scholarships for just the cohort for this fall is 680 kids. Hmm. So if you figure, you extrapolate that, they have a spend-down philanthropy model, and they are moving towards, you know, over the next 10, 11, 12 years, you know, it's going to depend on assets. They're going to spend down the remainder of their philanthropy. That is their plan to sunset it. Um, it will be all going behind this, a 1,000 kids a fall, you know, coming into each fall coming into the program. And they expect to be able to impact, you know, about, you know, better actually than 9,500 kids. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a that's a very big number here in the city of Detroit. Um, uh, talk about how, uh, let's go back to 2003 uh, when the Thompsons offered what they did to Detroit Public Schools. And as you point out, because of the politics and, and a number of other things, it just was not going to happen. Uh, there was There was a lot of pushback, in fact against what they offered to, to the public schools. Uh, right. But they didn't just walk away. I mean, and I think that's kind of a, an important uh, that's an important note to, to, to make, that 
um, they were told no by the public schools. And instead, they said, well, we'll still try to to do what we want to do, but we will do it in another another arena. This new scholarship program uh, is kind of the, I guess, the end. There's the capstone maybe for uh, that effort over the last 16 years in Detroit. It is, in a way, an extension of that, Stephen. Um, but it's very much, it feels to me like it, I mean, it's very much under the umbrella of education. But this is much broader than the students in Detroit. The universities that are participating in this program, um, they are responsible for choosing the recipients. Mm-hmm. And they have to choose wisely because they agree as part of their accountability to the Thompsons. They agree to, to graduate 80% of the cohort that comes in each fall within six years. And the Thompsons are providing financial support, 5000 per year for four, up to four years for, you know, four years. And the universities agree to continue financially supporting those students, providing their match for up to six years, you know, an additional two years to make sure these kids graduate. So, I mean, they're, they're just like with the U prep schools, the degree of accountability, you know, those uh, the U prep schools rent those buildings, you know, that, that the Thompsons helped, you mm-hmm. know, put them into state of the art buildings for a dollar a year. And they, they agree to do that. The foundation and the Thompsons, in as long as those schools, you know, hit the 90% of kids graduating each year from high school, 90% going on to college. It's the same thing with this working class family scholarship. Mm-hmm. The universities have to agree and they have to hit that 80% benchmark. And so far they've been, it's very early. I mean, the Grand Valley has been at this the longest since 2011, but the, the metrics look, you know, good. They're on track and the Thompsons are, are looking at these numbers not, I mean, at least minimally twice a year. They have not just written a check to each one of these universities and endowed a scholarship fund. Not that there's anything wrong with that. They've mm-hmm. just taken a different approach where they tell the universities, invoice us twice a year. And by the way, when you invoice us, can you please you know, send us this, uh, this um, impact statement? Now, they take the kids' names off of it for privacy reasons. But they know, you know, Ferris State University said there are 59 different pieces of information that they're tracking at any given time. And if the Thompsons ask for it for a board meeting or something, you know, halfway through the year, they have to be able to produce it. So it helps the universities know where they're at point in time and to make sure they're customizing supportive services like tutoring, you know, job assistance to these, you know, students coming into the program to make sure they complete. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Sherry Welch. She's a senior reporter who covers Detroit philanthropy, nonprofits, and arts and culture for Crane's Detroit Business. We're talking about uh, her story in Crane's Detroit Business this week uh, about Bob Thompson, the philanthropist uh, who started or at least gave the seed money for the U-Prep schools around the city of Detroit. Uh, he's expanding a scholarship program that uh, he aims to have uh, help out working class families here in the city, people who make $65,000 or less, uh, get their kids to college and get their kids through college. Uh, It's a partnership between uh, the Thompson Foundation and several different colleges here in Michigan and one in Ohio. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. What do you think about the idea of philanthropy playing this kind of role in the city of Detroit? Uh, What other kinds of things do we need to do to get more kids to college here in the city of Detroit? How can these kind of programs perhaps help more kids in the public schools 
here in the city. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, uh, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Sherry, I want to talk a little bit about the broader picture of philanthropy in in schools in Detroit. Uh, Thompson was kind of on the leading edge of that back in the early 2000s, as you point out. Today, we've got a lot of other players as well. Um, can, you talk, can you sort of put what he's doing in that, that greater context for us? Well, um, you know, the, the idea of business trying to play a role in helping the schools mm-hmm. is nothing new. Yeah. I mean, I've been in my current role at Cranes for over 14 years, and we've been writing about it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Business tries to come in, tries to figure this out. They put support, and they're continuing to put support. I mean, you see groups like the regional CEO group, and, and uh, others supporting the new technical schools, you know, like Randolph. Mm-hmm. You see all of that kind of thing. You see continued infusion of philanthropy, you know, through personal donations, through the Detroit Public Schools Foundation. You see Dr. Vitti, the superintendent of Detroit Public Schools, uh, teaming up with um, organizations like Beyond Basics on literacy and, and agreeing to, you know, help, you know, with, with fundraising, help that group fundraise to, to, to broaden what it's doing in the schools. Um, and you see some interesting conversations as well, Stephen. Um, at the Mackinac Policy Conference this year, there was conversations, you know, about possibly a millage effort to help fund after-school programming. Um, you see, you know, at the same time, you see uh, through the Hope Starts Here effort, um, the Kellogg Foundation from Battle Creek and the Kresge Foundation right here in Troy are both funding, you know, strengthening the early childhood structures in the city. There are a multitude of other funders coming into this. But those are some of the examples um, that, that, you know, of how philanthropy is really playing a role in the schools these days in Detroit. Hmm. Uh, okay. Sherry Welch, senior reporter who covers Detroit philanthropy, nonprofits, arts, and culture for Crane's Detroit business. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you for today. having me. All right. Up next, we're going to have a conversation about civility in politics, conversation in politics amid impeachment hearings, and other really, really bitter divides. Can we talk with one another without fighting with one another? And is that a goal worth pursuing? Stay with us on Detroit Today.